All right. Well, Howdy. we're a man down for a moment. But how's it going? He'll be here. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's going all right. Doing good. How are you I've doing? Got the hair and the beard trimmed up again. So yeah. you didn't I know do what we, were... we said, though. No, I told you I'm not going to do that. Why, dude? I don't like the thought of just the mustache. I like I like the goatee, but I just I can't do just the mustache. You would rock a handlebar. That's what like, I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to tell you, man. Like if you just gave it one shot, you yeah. like it's like a bad haircut. It's like a poor lawn mowing experience. Like it all grows back. Like, <laughs> well, that that's the thing. I mean, like if if it doesn't, if I try it and it doesn't look good, I mean, I could just completely shave it all off. But that's the thing. At, <laughs> at that po- at that point, like. <laughs> You guys, you guys haven't, you guys haven't known me without facial hair. Like I haven't not been in a position where I haven't had at least some sort of facial hair in like six or seven years. I was talking with my barber about it just yesterday. In fact, wow, hang on, I you'd must still, you so. still have facial hair though because know, it well, would I, just be a mustache. Well, I was just saying, if it doesn't look good, I don't like it though. Then I would. <laughs> if it doesn't look it good, and you don't like it, you can get rid of it, and then in a week and a half, it'll be back to what it is right now. So. Yeah, it does grow that quick, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All right, let's go ahead and get into it, and we can we can talk more about our facial hair unbecomings later. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul, sixty-nine. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give. Well, again, well, we're one man down for now. Colin should be here momentarily, but for the time being, Cam, welcome to the big screen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not we got, we now. already got a vote. Oh, Drew, I said, made it. Drew, Drew says team shave, apparently. Yeah. Well, glad, glad to know that this, I guess that makes it three hot. against one. Yeah. I guess the, I, I, I think he's talking about like full shave. I think is what he's saying. No, he's saying oh, handlebar. I mean, dude, DJ. he was on our side with the handlebar stats when we were talking about yeah. it on the lowdown a couple weeks yeah. ago. So that's true. Hey, man, you never know. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, we're not gonna waste too much time. No. Um, we are trying to buy a little time for our, our friend Colin to come in, but um, <laughs> it's been <laughs> been an interesting. It has been interesting time. Colin's in Colin, the... Colin goes one further and just says, "Shave it all." No, I, 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 I disagree. I, with I, I wouldn't do it either. I, like I said, I told you guys before. I'm going kind of. I'm hoping this will grow in a little bit darker and thicker. I'm kind of going super yeah. troopers with it. Well, so. I tell you, I mean, it wasn't until I was um, probably about 23, 24 that I was able to actually kind of grow this all out, and then I've just been, you know cutting it back and, and I just I, I haven't gotten to it I've been lazy I don't want to take the time it's, I, well, I was I was just saying it, it's weird you... because like my like you can't see it but it, it is not quite the thickness it's somewhere between cam and and you BJ in terms of like thickness mm-hmm. it's just blonde so it's real hard to see and and, yeah. and this skin tone of mine doesn't really help yeah matter so you know I just gotta I mean it's 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 a damn shame man I'll tell you what but I, I think the the thing about it is for for you you're so regimented to having to shave it, aren't you? That that it's you know for you to actually have it grow out as long as it is right now, it's it's a different feeling, isn't it? Oh, this is the longest I've ever been. It itches. It's annoying, <laughs> but you know, hey, it is what <laughs> once it is once you get over that initial like itchy, well, I'm, I'm sure like, once it gets over that like first phase, but like 
yeah. Like I said, I just accepted a new job, and I'm probably not going to be able to do like full beard, you know. And I don't want to. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't know that that's the look that's going to work for me. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it, it out together. What it's like to be 23, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be to be young and dumb and 23 again, my friend. No. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, watch who you're calling dumb. <laughs> Well, I wasn't meaning you Watch specifically. It. I was Watch meaning your me lips, buddy. dumb and twenty three. <laughs> um, I will say the 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 lettuce is growing in nice though. I will say that it's coming back to normal. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's my that's my no. That's my favorite term is lettuce. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but lettuce or loaf. Like those are the two that are really like. That's what I go for when I'm talking. I've like heard also but. heard drapes, but I don't know if that's different. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I I don't know if that's gonna be striking from the tape, boys. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we could just move forward here. Um, do you want me um, to go ahead and give for? Hang on, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta look, I gotta make sure. I'm, it's one of those days, man. Like I, I got two things on this list, and I don't know that we want to do just two things. So I'm just double checking, making sure I don't miss anything. Um, what do we have? I mean, our our the two things that we've got may take some some time. I, would I think they will. You know what? Yeah, I was gonna Let's just go right on ahead. And, and pretty heavy, so Cam presented by Stathead. What's the oh? <laughs> yeah, we yes. got three things. Never mind. So Bonus one. Uh, so the stat of today is a uh, fun fact. Um, did you guys know that there's been two Rose Bowl games that have been played outside of um, outside of the Rose outside Bowls? Pasadena? Outside I wonder Pasadena. if we could make this like a yeah. stat head trivia question. I think we could do yeah. that. Um, so there's been to. two played yeah. outside there's of there? Two. Yeah. So um, World War II we, era? One was World War Two era. Yeah. Was that? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one of them was played in the Coliseum. No, it was not the Coliseum. Was it? Wow. Was uh, one Durham and Wallace Wade? Yes, Durham at Wallace Wade. As they I thought, I remembered days. there being one year that it was point on the BJ. East Coast. I'm yeah. not looking for. A I don't point. know the I was second one. I have no clue. <laughs> January first. Oh wait, 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 wait. Arlington. They played it. They played it in. Yeah, Arlington. Yeah. Everyone Arlington during COVID. I was about to say, just hold on. <laughs> more pure one with, with Durham. I'm right down the road from Arlington. It doesn't even cross my mind. How much of the yeah. COVID season did I get out, man? Hey, I, hey, I mean, at least we at least we flipped, right? Like, you got the one that was closer to me. <laughs> I got the one closer to you, I guess. But, yeah. no, I never sure. knew. I would never would have got Durham, honestly. Yeah. So, in 1942, the Oregon State Beavers, who were ranked 17th, took on the Duke. Blue Devils, Blue Devils, who at the time were third in the country, and wound up winning seven or twenty to sixteen. So kudos to the Oregon State Beavers. They still have a Rose Bowl, unlike the Southern Arizona school. Um, and then the other one, of course, during COVID. Um, well, that was we, that was playoff. That was Alabama. Yeah, and, uh, Alabama, Cincinnati, right? Al- yeah. Alabama, Notre Dame, and yeah. oh, Notre Alabama Dame. Absolutely 
dog walked yeah. Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. Wow. So it's, I guess it was back to back years that Alabama was at Arlington playing in the semifinal because they played in the Cotton Bowl against yeah. Cincinnati. That's what I was remembering. They played in the appropriately located game the next year. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I, I can't believe that one. I was trying to get the old one first and then I was, and then I just was like, oh, I have no clue. And then. Yeah, no. Like at first when I saw that. I thought that, there was another I, one. My first, no, it was only those two. Only those two. So what? Did you, if you looked deep into this, why did you look at any story behind this? I didn't Wasn't have a the... chance to. I did it like I'm not gonna lie. I did it like 30 minutes before the show. If I, if I had, if I had to guess, Cam, if I'm not mistaken, if I know my history, so this was beginning of 42, January mm-hmm. one, right? This was what, like, less than a month after Pearl Harbor had happened. I wonder if they were trying to save uh, yeah. gasoline, and so they they went and uh, hosted the game. Other than on, Oregon on State, would have traveled all the way across the country. Well, so that... Duke would have had a, one one team or another was going to have to cross the country. Yeah, I mean I, that um, doesn't make much sense. But I mean, I, the, yeah, the math on on the the timing makes sense. But I'm just mm-hmm. yeah. And another thing is, is Raleigh is a little more further inland. And I know that they kind of shut down both the eastern seaboard ports and the western seaboard ports mm-hmm. all the way down the country, including like Alaska, Hawaii, and all that, just yeah. because there was so much uncertainty with what was going to happen with. Yeah, that the makes Japanese sense. They might there. might have been afraid so, that there might have been a, another strike at, at mm-hmm. uh, the Rose Bowl Stadium. Yeah, and Corvallis is still pretty on the coast. Compared mm-hmm. to Durham's Durham, not too yeah. bad. No, <laughs> not yeah. like it's it's not that far either. So yeah, I mean it's but further than way. those two, but yeah, I was there, into there, it. There, boring. there was no AT and T Stadium in Arlington in 1942 up. to host it. So yeah, well, no. Colin, we welcome you. Hi, buddy. I hate life right now, but it's okay. That's all right. Hi. Things happen. <laughs> Welcome to my technology world. is going to technology, my friend. Technology is very is much technology. I, I used to think a half hour pre-show is enough cushion. Apparently not, according to Microsoft. So oh, I've I've had that before as well when uh, I was late starting a broadcast because of Microsoft issues with that. So I, yeah. I if, if I have to do something, I always try to give it at least an hour. I guess. All right. Well, I guess we we bought enough time. We did. Let's go ahead and talk about the biggest news. And man, did I think that my title on Sunday would come to fruition today or yesterday or two days ago, Monday. (laughs) Right after. No, I did not. Um, Just unbelievable, man. Pat Fitzgerald officially fired for cause following the hazing investigation and, and allegations and whatever other word you want to throw in here. Um, and I, I don't really know what to say about it, to be completely honest. So I'm going to pass it off and I'm going to let Colin take his, take his swing. I mean, I'm not going to talk about what happened and I get the full, full screen here. I feel like you've got a rant. In, in no, well, I don't with have all a 480p rant. I, I absolutely oh, do not have. Okay, that's uh, 720. 
and oh, it's well. because that's all we have here. Oh, um, I wasn't. <laughs> it was a joke. I, I yeah, think it was, it, it was sarcasm, but anyway. No, I don't really have a rant. I'm not going to talk about what happened and all this stuff. The only thing I'm going to really talk about is just how Northwestern handled this is wrong. They gave him a punishment. It's kind of like that double jeopardy in the court of law. In which, does the school like Northwestern, a private school, fit that bill? No, they do not. So I'm pretty sure they can do whatever they want. But that's where Pat Fitzgerald has ground to fight, and I'm not sure legally if there's anything in the contract that talks about this, but he essentially got punished once, got suspended two weeks without pay, and this wasn't a leave of absence during an investigation. That was the result of the investigation, and because of a media outcry, Pat Fitzgerald got fired, and that's the thing that I don't like about this is Northwestern, with this not being covered by the media, would not have fired Pat Fitzgerald. If this is a school like, I don't know, LSU or Tennessee up here or Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, I guess probably Ohio State because the media hates us. Um, this isn't really a story. I, I just don't think it is. It just depends on what the media picks up on. I don't know if it's not or if it is or not because, it. I mean – you look at it, and, and, and we, we've done it, too, where we've discussed Georgia and their issues going on. And nobody's calling for him to get fired. Nobody's no. calling for Kirby Smart to get fired because that's, that's plain and simple dumb. But we do question the culture. I guess, the, yeah, the culture and what, what he really has on the program. And, and it kind of just became the same question, I guess, from us on, on Sunday was what exactly – why would this – happen and get to this point but at the same time we thought the right move was this two-week suspension i thought that was perfect now they put themselves behind the eight ball all these kids that transferred in now have a 30-day period to transfer out will they will they not all the details though at that moment in time i don't i'm just simply saying and i i'm the things that have been have come out in the time since they now have 30 days all the all these kids, some of whom just transferred in, some of whom have been there their entire careers, they now have thirty days to transfer out and find a new place to play if they want to, or they can stick around at the university. That's up to them. That's not our, not my call. That's their call. But all of that sets into motion. Now you're setting in the coach to motion a new hire, and and I'm taking this into this conversation into the what's next for Northwestern, and. Yeah, I just I don't even know who would be next, let alone what. I mean, who would who would you go for? And especially I just this don't know. I don't know who's had close. the experience at a school like this where you'd have to work around the academic Christine. I guess shortcomings for the for the recruiting side of things and, and the development. I, I just I don't know who comes like David Shaw is the only name that comes to mind and I don't know that he would come out to the Midwest let alone be willing to come out of what I would assume is probably retirement at this point yeah to coach again I mean why would he and for good reason but who's who's left the only name I've seen thrown around anywhere is is coach O and I don't think he's coming to Chicago either so as much as I would love to hear him in Chicago because I think that would be one of the memes of the year is yeah Watching him walk into that, walk into the room with all these 
4.4 or 4.5 GPA kids and start talking and be like, huh? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Can you translate, please? Coach, um, no, but I, it's like the uh, it's like Farmer Fran from The Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my um, first thought has always been when we but, talk about Coach O. I, the, the problem is with the timing of this, they can't get somebody in that is going to be qualified and is going to have the patience and the time to build this program up to what they want. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if they want that every three year trend, like we alluded to uh, just last Wednesday and even a little bit on Sunday to continue, they got to have somebody there that they're going to give the patience and the time to get into that cycle. Um, and at this late of, of a juncture, there's really nobody what they're if you're talking about what's next, the initial suspension of two weeks without pay, and then, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about well they weren't going to be good anyway this year. Well, they might not have been, and that might have played itself out where he got fired because they don't they didn't go, do well on the field yet again. They had another down season, and that's you know that is just cause in their mind as well, but. I mean, this is just putting, like you said, when you said putting yourself behind the eight ball with the timing on this, it is a, like the worst time of year that you could get a new coach. Uh, yeah, I think that maybe one of the names. Let me be clear. There. I'm not, I'm not for, I'm okay with putting yourself behind the eight ball. I'm just like thinking like in a what's next standpoint, because you got to do what's right for between and your morality. And if that's where your morals are, lie and are cut off then mm -hmm. so be it but the suspension shouldn't have happened first to yeah. then fall into this situation it, if that was what it was going to be yeah. altogether if, if i mean and you should have placed him on a leave of absence rather than calling it a suspension and that he'd be back in two weeks that's yeah if that if that was the result of the investigation if, if the result was he needs to be fired then that's what should oh, well, have and so see but they had two investigations remember the athletic director comes out shortly after this, like the day after Monday morning and goes, yeah, the suspension might've been a misstep. That was a huge article on, on the athletic. The next morning was like, yeah, we might've made a misstep and just suspending him. Oh, well, because hey. they were upset. They were mad because they were getting backlash for yeah. their, their decision. You know, and and, and then, another thing to keep in mind is that at the same time, all this is going on their baseball program is having a similar issue as well. Oh yeah. So, he, if you're, you're the baseball yeah. program, you're like, yes, please more news come out about the football program. So yeah. we can just sweep this under the rug as well. Yeah. What happens when the media doesn't pick up on that? That's why I say yeah. they had two investigations an investigation that nobody knew about. And then once everybody knew about it, they're like, hold on, let the media take over and make the decision for us. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to become a court of public opinion. It's like yeah. a, judge in a trial that somebody is guilty of a crime jalen kitna for example but they end up sentencing somebody some way like we might be saying that jay well hold on i'm connecting the two i know we I know. might be saying that jalen kitna did not get a severe enough sentence i know it was a, a it was a plea deal or whatever that judge can't retroactively go and say you know what i made a mistake Throw this guy behind bars. Yeah, no, I, he I can't mean, do I that. Yeah, and, I, and yet Northwestern so, decided to do that in this case. But yeah. it's the, the problem is that this is a university. Difference between court of law and a private. Yeah, school. I know. Yeah. I was just saying that universities. Nothing you can do. Universities, unfortunately, have gotten to the point where 
it doesn't matter if you're learning anything there. It only matters what the public thinks about you or, or whoever thinks about you that will be the one to pay your tuition and, and give you all the donations. And I mean, at the end of the day, anytime you're going to get any backlash, they're always going to bend the knee and cave. You saw it with West Virginia and, and the backlash to, to Bob Huggins. I'm, I'm really surprised he didn't get fired for his statement on the radio uh, just a few months back with, with you know, the, I mean, I don't they think fired helps. him because of a track record. This is not about to say they, they fired him because of the, <laughs> the multiple mess ups within two months. And then, like I said, he can't help it. I mean, he didn't know they were pulling over everybody on the sidewalk. It's okay. I get it. But like, no, but I, what? what I'm saying is that I was really surprised Sorry. back then that it was after all the backlash for what he said on the radio, wasn't what was the nail in the coffin for him. It, it took, you know, yeah, him, him, yeah, I know. I was just saying <laughs> it, it, took, it took him, it took him rearing <laughs> off on that the road. as much. It just, they just didn't, but it was like, uh, this is the news of what happened. West Virginia responds because they responded with the suspension. Right. So, so, so can I take a minute though? So the only thing I can think of in recent years, that is somewhat similar to this, where it's like super late into the off season or non-playing season. My bad. I almost swore there. Um, so this late into the non-playing season, the closest thing I can think of in recent memory was a few years ago, the stuff going on with Baylor. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Yeah. They, that was June, what I Baylor think. did was they, they brought in Al Grove as a... Jim, Jim Grove. Jim Grove, yeah, thank you. Um, as an interim coach just for the year. And so a name that popped into my head that could come in for a year or two, kind of help them stabilize and everything like that, at least somewhat, is what about David Cutcliffe? That's not a bad idea. I, I thought I thought we were I thought we were talking about joke candidates I'd like to see come in for a second there. And then Cam goes and gives a serious. So I was gonna say, what's Archie Chad up to? Can we bring Chad Morris into oh, Chicago? Chris? Paul Chris, well, yes. uh, Paul Chris isn't is Chad one. Morris okay. on Jim Leonard? Nah. A coaching staff right now? Uh, didn't, didn't he just come back no. up to the college what ranks about from Allen? He's on somebody's What's staff. Mouse, Wait, yeah, he's at USF. Yeah, yeah that's right. I was about to say. With Alex Golish, yeah. Um, we just mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but What's a, I don't I don't really care who, who their coach is. It's not Pat Fitzgerald to Northwestern. It's just not. Yeah. And that's unfair mm-hmm. yeah. to these kids to yeah. be like, okay, this happened. Everything's fine. And then a couple of days later, just be like, no, you're Never coach mind. that all Bye. of you guys love, except for the select few that are trying to retroactively go back and claim racism from 18 years ago because it's relevant now. They're just, you know, most, most of the players of all of Pat Fitzgerald's teams love them there are exceptions mm-hmm. but they all love him yeah what about hugh jackson okay he's got experience We're, in the midwest dumb names okay all right i'm done sorry no urban meyer <laughs> oh no <laughs> urban. Oh, oh no that's a i will say i mean there's only one urban. more school in chicago that, or place in chicago that levy smith hasn't coached yet so yeah there you go 
that might be more legit than any of the others. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really Smith think that if, if David Shaw's open to the opportunity, David Shaw might be a good – I mean, he's he, enough, he yeah. was at Stanford. He's a good coach. There's no denying that. They fell off, but he knows how to he deal and work around the academic room. standards. I think that it just – it could work. I, I'm not saying so it's too. it's destined to, but and I'm not saying that's what they'll do, but – that's a that's a legitimate name that I'd really like to see you get a get at least a call or a look, especially over at Orgeron, man. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. I, I don't know why that even came up today when I was scrolling Twitter, but that's that's what I saw. I'm like, he's like, but it, it's it's the usual thing, and it, it wasn't like Northwestern called him. It was like somebody asked him, and he was like, oh yeah, if they called me, I'd do it, like he does with every other job yeah. because he wants to coach. I mean, that's not, but. Northwestern is not contacting coach. O, but uh, if you go North back to look at the, hole. if you go back to look at the Jim Grobier, they mm-hmm. had a really, really good team in 2016 and they still very much disappointed. They were, they started six and O calm and yeah. then they finished Doesn't seven matter. and six with the bowl record. Bowl okay. Record but who did they start six and no against? They didn't play the, anybody. When I know. They started I'm, six I'm, and no. I know. I'm telling so that you. That doesn't really count. You're talking about, you were talking about the talent. Oh, I know a team that did that just a couple of years ago. Ended up number two in the country and then lost to Purdue and then yeah. not Ohio State. Yeah. They, not Ohio they State. went like, what, <laughs> 10 and two? 10 and two or something like that. Nine and yeah, three. but they lost to the two good teams they played. Yeah. I yeah, but that's not the three point. good teams they played. When, yeah, when was it, uh, was it Cal in 2007 that started six and oh, and then they ended up finishing six and six? I think they started five Cal. and oh, and then six if and you're going to go with Cal, then the one that I thought of was the year with Jared Goff and Sonny Dykes. Kentucky may have also been like in that position one. where they were six yeah. and zero at one point. Can we can we start a thread sometime of coaches that look like their mascot? <laughs> Sonny Dykes would be on the top of that. This is getting okay. Um, this is, this is getting hey, well, hey, we're having fun here. Um, fun, no, no, but it's lingering. It's time. We are having it, it, fun. Well, I mean, we only can prolong this so long before we have to get into something that people might actually care about. about. Um, yeah. The MAC is the first team on the docket for teams this or, or conferences uh, that we're going to preview, and we have a ten-week, sorry, a ten-show long um, progression of G five, and then through P five, and then we'll be it'll be split time to play. It'll be week zero is what yeah. the goal was. So, with all that said. There's nothing else we can do. It's time to get into the Mac. And I don't know if we're going to do this the same way we did in previous years. I'm not sure what. I'm going to try to take this as naturally as possible, but it may be a little maybe a little bumpy. So bear with us, but this is this is going to go for a little bit. So starting off between all of us, who is the worst team going into this season? Kent State. Kent State. Yeah, it's got to be Kent State as much as they lost. I I think the only other team that you could even really have, uh, you know, a question about is Western Michigan. I think they lost so much, and I think that they'll be, they'll have a bad year too. Western Michigan losing Sean Tyler is big. That's kind of a big, a big blow, but 
Kent State got ravaged, State, and, and that's something I'm shocked they didn't hear in Akron. I'm shocked they didn't hear in Akron, but Kent State definitely. Um, I'd put on there too. I, hmm. I'd say, but I mean, they just I they got they got I, ravaged by the portal. They got ravaged by <laughs> coaching hires. I mean, yeah. it just felt like it felt like that was doomed. I mean, they lost Colin Schley, and then all yeah. of a sudden, um, as Coach Prime's putting his group together. Sean, um, Sean Lewis comes over, and then Dante Cephas goes out, and then it just felt like Vontaze Walker too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just felt like everything, everything snowballed yeah. quick. Yeah, so Kent like, State works. All right. Yeah, Kent, Kent State. I mean, I think if you're you said that you're surprised you didn't hear Akron. I think Akron might they're be. Not I mean, I don't think they're that bad. They I, might be. I like, don't next to last good. in the, yeah. the West. I don't think mm-hmm. they're that in the bad. East. You mean my biggest? That's what I mean. Thing, yeah, sorry. My biggest thing is they they've got a very tough schedule, both yeah. in conference and out of conference. Who Akron right? or Kent yeah. State? Yeah. Akron. Like they get a lot of the traditional top schools in the MAC, such as Toledo and NIU and Ohio. All. I mean, here's the thing, though. You're looking at, yeah, you're looking at a team that lost a ton that wasn't even all that good last year, outside of a couple of really good players, right? I mean, I don't know why we. I guess because they competed with Georgia a little bit, we just assumed that Kent State was a good team. I mean, this was not a bowl team last year. Let's just make that clear. So the fact that they lost so much and they don't really have a whole lot of talent, can anybody tell me? who their quarterback's going to be uh, other than like, as far as in the, because of course all of us like look them up, we know th- who's involved in that. The answer is the, your average Joe that even follows college football, super hardcore doesn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason why truthfully, I haven't looked a whole lot into the Mac other than just for this. And I, I really don't know. And I don't know who's in competition. I know I know very little about Kent State, but it's just one of those things where it's like, when you lose everything you lost, what's left to know? And yeah, that question. I mean, there's a lot to be desired. When you and I've got the them. answer for how much they lost. They are only bringing back 25 percent of what they had last year, which yeah. is by far the worst out of every FBS team in the country. They are. Dead last, 133rd. of their offense production. Mm-hmm. And De- dead last so who's offensively. Next? For, for perspective, who's next? I think Georgia State or Georgia Southern, one of those two. Uh, what's the percentage is what I want. Uh, I'd love Georgia, to know. It's Georgia Southern, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Georgia Southern, let's see. Next next last uh, production-wise, Georgia Southern has 31. It's Georgia State, and it's 31%. Look, I, I mean – this is just I, I'm tired of being negative about this team, but yeah, they 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 picked up one decent player in the portal. Kai Thomas is the one, but even him, I mean, he didn't really do much at Kansas. I just no. yeah, this this team is gonna have a rough year. And right. Akron's not, in my opinion, gonna have a rough year. Fair enough. All right. Who who's the favorite uh, for? And I'm gonna go to each of us for our favorites because I think we all have a different team. So I'm gonna start with Cam. For me, my preseason favorite coming in is Ohio. They return a lot of their production from last year. 
especially on the offensive side of the ball. And that that was our that was actually a pretty good offense. And we saw them start to piece together as the season progressed last year under a first year head coach. And so I think that they carried that momentum forward and with a fairly easy schedule the way that it lines up. And I think that Ohio is the preseason favorite for the Mac. I'll throw to Colin. Okay, I guess we are going to me. It's Toledo to me. Uh, I think last year they were the best team in the MAC, and they kind of, you know, choked it away a little bit and not be able to win. I mean, for starters, you're talking about an experienced quarterback that's a lot more talented than anybody else in the in the MAC, and his name is Daquan Finn. If you don't know who he is by now, you should. A hell of a uh, but he, he's a great player. They bring back their leading rusher, Yaquez Stewart. Stewart, I don't know why I said that so weird. And then they also bring back their three best receivers from last year, Devin Maddox, Jerwan Newton, and Thomas Ciros. So I think that this team on offense is going to be electric with Jason Candle. And I really think that um I really think that this Toledo team with the improvements on defense that they could potentially make, they're going to be very, very solid. Yeah, it's got to be Toledo. If you're looking at production-wise, obviously Colin mentioned the names, but he didn't mention the numbers. They are in the top 11 in the country, just missing out on the top 10 by mere percentage points. 77% of their production returning from a year ago, 82% of that coming from the offense, which is sixth among all teams in the FBS, uh, which is just phenomenal. you got to feel like they've got to be the favorites. Uh, one thing that really, you know, Cam, I, I thought about Ohio as well here, but the thing that scares me is, uh, I believe, isn't it Rourke that's coming back from an ACL injury uh, for Ohio? And yeah. so kind of want to see how he rehabs. And, and they've got, you know, a, a really a, a good test, I think, early in the season in week one. I believe they're playing at San Diego State. Obviously, that won't affect the conference race, but it really will give us kind of an I you know, a, mm-hmm. see how that is progressing and, and see what their offense looks like because – Outside of him, they did not return a whole lot. They're, they've got a lot returning offensively, but their defense concerns me as well. It's it's dead last in terms of returning production from a year ago with just 26% returning defensively. Yeah, but they, they still have a lot of seniors on that defensive roster. I mean, yeah. most of their roster is going to be seniors headlined by Dallas Gantt the Ohio State transfer, but they also brought in Travian Ford, who's a talented Mm -hmm. kid that didn't exactly work out in Missouri. And when you're talking about a max schedule, kids like that is who could potentially thrive. Kids like Gant and Ford. So I I like what they did in the portal on defense and then patching up the offensive line with Rod Orr and Jackson Cannon. This is going to be a very solid team because their offensive line was decent last year as it was. Adding more depth to your tackle position to add to what you have in David Nwa. It's like Nwagawu Nwagawu or something. Yeah, it's a weird name to say, but he's a really good player as somebody's team had to play against Toledo last year. And he was easily their best offensive lineman in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I didn't say that they weren't going to be great. I just I think when you look at some question marks, especially defensively for Ohio, compared to what you got in Toledo, I think Toledo's got to be the favorite. Yeah, I agree. That's fair enough. Um, now, I can't look up the exact 
production, but I am going to go by starters only because I can't find the percentage, and I hate going by starters. But I've got the percentages here. You tell me the team. Well, I'm going with Ohio, um, which has eight returning offensive players, six returning defensive players. I, I just I, I really like what they bring to the table, and I I know people get a little skeptical with a kid coming off of an ACL injury, but from everything I've been reading on and seeing of Curtis Rourke, because I. I'm truthfully a big fan of Curtis Rourke. I, I, his brother was one of my favorite players when I was in high school and yeah. and watching Ohio play football. And, and Curtis Rourke has – he's just as good with more heart, truthfully. Yeah. I mean, that's really the way I look at Curtis Rourke. And this entire team has a really good – they just have a really solid, um, like – baseline like i'm not saying they're on toledo's level but i just have a feeling like a weird gut feeling with this team that tim Alvin's gonna have them ready to go come out here and and have a really good year they have a a relatively favorable conference poll now they do have san diego state in week zero and they go on the road to iowa state oh mm-hmm. no i'm sorry they host iowa state this year yeah, um they host. which that's i mean right. both of those games are still tough and mm-hmm. and could likely be put down as losses, and that's that's fine. Yeah, I just I like the draw they get out of the conference. Which when you come yeah. out and your final game, no offense to Akron, but is at Akron. I mean, that's definitely. I mean, that's not going to be that easy. It's dude. not easy. Yeah. Akron's significantly that... better than they. You can say what you want. I, that's fine. That's your opinion. I have mine, and I'm going to stick to what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Ohio. Yeah. As my favorite. Now that doesn't mean that's who I'm going to take to win it, but I'm taking Ohio. 52% production from last year, 78% on the offense, which is 19th mm-hmm. in the country. I will say I knew they were up there. Yeah. Here's the thing. I will say I think the biggest adversary to either of these teams happened to reside in the Eastern Division with Miami, Ohio, who I think is going to be a very good team. Being able yes. to convince Brett Gabbert to come back is a huge deal to them, having an experienced quarterback in that. Ohio is going to trip up somewhere along the way, but let's say they go undefeated in conference play or 7-1 and one in conference play, mm-hmm. and they go to that MAC championship. If Toledo's on the other side and they meet them, I am going to put all my faith in that Toledo passing offense against this secondary that has no depth, no starting experience, essentially. I'm not a fan of what Ohio brings to the table in the secondary, and I do not like how that potential matchup could shape up in a MAC championship. And I also feel like Toledo's path is a little bit easier because of the fact that they do not – have that worthy adversary on the other side. No. Miami, Ohio, they have to go to Miami, Ohio in mm-hmm. the cross, right? Yeah. Bowling Green on the road, that's not going to be easy either. Yeah. But still, they can lose both of those games, and I think they sh- should still... still be a game or two ahead of second yeah. place. I think I think it'll be a little bit closer, but I, I've got them right now two games ahead of the next closest team out in the East. I think that they're, they're just that much better Ooh. Toledo is. Oh, you've got ahead, two games but, ahead of the East. Uh, yeah, I was just saying I, I've got I Toledo. I've got Toledo two games ahead of next next place team in the East. You mean the West? You mean the West? The, okay, yeah, I'm I'm, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. 
Okay. I, I have, I've my got my game ahead because I do have Toledo losing two conference games right right now. But the last one against Central Michigan, I mostly picked the the Chippewas because I feel like at that point Toledo will have it already placed and they might sit or not be mm-hmm. as uh, invested. I guess. Yeah. Can we agree that this conference as a whole got picked apart by the portal? For the most part, yes. outside of the top teams, yeah, I mean, always, like though, the top teams were able to hold their guys, and that's a big yeah. deal to me. Yeah. But I mean, and that that's a little different than some years. But like Kent State, we talked about the mass exodus there. Mm-hmm. Ball State loses their best player in Carson Steele, yeah, and, and he's on the way. Western Michigan loses their best, arguably best player, running back, and and Sean Tyler, yeah, to Minnesota. It just. Mm-hmm. Feels like the Matt got unusually poached at more so than some of the other G5 conferences. Like, you don't really see yeah. that much, uh, that many star players from one conference just go, yeah, the way they did this year. And I, I know NIL makes it different, and NIL is changing the, the book a little bit, but it's uh, what's well, it's, it's kind of like one of those things that, like, you know, if you're looking for running back, you know. Why would you look at the MAC if you've got somebody like a Conference USA, Frank Gore Jr. at, at Southern Miss potentially? You know, it, it, I don't know if, if there really is a, you know, a, something that we can attribute it to. Really, it's just one of those years, I guess, that there was more MAC talent than we've seen in years past. That was, you know, caught, caught eyes at the Power Five level, and you know, maybe it's so, those I'm, Tuesday and Wednesday games. I think it is. I think that that's. I mean, I mean, but I'm not making like too many no, jokes, but no. You, you play get, midweek when nobody else does, and everybody else plays weekend. You get your eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something's got to be on in the training center while you're after practice, while you're, yeah. you know, walking around clearing your head. You can keep your eye on something. Yeah. I must ask, and I feel like I know this question, and I'm going to ask this for probably every conference, especially in the G5. Most likely Heisman contender out of the MAC. I think it's got to be Daquan Finn, but I don't know. I mean, that's who I, I would I like, say. I like Finn. If, if they can, you know, the, the games that they've got on their schedule, like you said, that are, are not going to be wins. But if they are competitive and if they pull off one of those upsets and they're hanging around for, you know, possible New Year's Six, even playoff, which I doubt, kind of, you know, opportunities, then I, I think it would be Toledo and Daquan Finn. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the better running backs and that's Samson Evans up at Eastern Michigan. But I mean, that's a bad question to me because yeah. I'm like, I mean, how, how are you going to be able to pick that? You know, I'm just, because you have somebody in mind. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, but dude, I don't it's, know. Just, it's just, I'm not asking the question, question as if they're going to New York. I'm asking the, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying, we, like, we know that it's unrealistic, but a running back in the Heisman discussion that this is completely unrealistic there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I agree completely with BJ there. Daquan Finn, he's got the most likely path there. They've got enough big games that it's possible. Like it just lines up. If you're going to get one from the Mac, it just lines up perfectly and let's be real. The I I know um in the last few years not there's been a few other players who have gotten it, but Heisman's 
the past few years have typically gone to quarterbacks. So, yeah, it was 2020 the last one that didn't. Hey, I was just trying to give Eastern Michigan some love because I think they're going to be a decent team as well. Maybe oh, spoiler. I, yeah. I've got well, them as thank a you for that team. because yeah. this is where we discuss Dark Horse MAC Championship. There teams. you go, Eastern um, Michigan. Go. That's my pick. And I will say before anybody, even though we have we have talked about them, Miami, Ohio, Ohio, and Toledo are off. That seems to be the three that everybody's discussing for this mm-hmm. conference championship. It seems like that's kind of the race. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Michigan. And I, I think a big part about this is though they have to go to Toledo, they're off a bye when they, when they play against Toledo. And if Toledo isn't strong up front, which I think they will be pretty strong, up front, but if they cannot stop the run, I just mentioned him a second ago. Samson Evans is going to have a great day, and Jalen Jackson, an experienced running back, that's the best one two punch at running back in the entire conference. So, watch out for Eastern Michigan as a potential sleeper team. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think Eastern Michigan has a, a very favorable draw. I'm looking at their schedule, I think I've got them with you know, um, a couple losses on the road that could make or break if they get, you know, if they can survive road trips to NIU and uh, a road trip late in the season uh, when they're already, in my opinion, at least if they're already out of it uh, to Buffalo, then I think that they very easily could be, you know, they've just got to have, you know, potentially that head head over Toledo. If they can survive those two games, they'd be in the discussion and, and in the, you know, I, I think that they could be a team that would win it. Um, if I'm looking at, the east as opposed to the west. Hang on, no, no, no. You get one, buddy. All right, I'm taking Eastern <laughs> Michigan then. Okay, I'm I, did, I didn't know if you east. wanted me to be different. No, 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 no. It's okay because I am. Okay. I'm going east. I'm going with a team that finished well, tied for second in the east. Uh, Bowling Green has a lot returning offensively, and they have a brand new quarterback. No matter which direction they go, uh, for a starter. But if it's Connor Basilak, I actually really like what they've got. Uh, Camden Orth, yeah, make sure I got that right. Camden Orth is solid, but I feel like Basilak would be better and would definitely fit in better at yeah. it in Bowling Green. The biggest question is the lack of experience defensively that kind of becomes a slight hindrance. But I think if things fall the right way, which, I mean, you don't wish injuries, but they do happen, and if – some reason both Miami and Ohio, if Curtis Work can't get over this ACL uh, surgery that he had, and if if uh, Gabbert gets hurt for some reason, I think Bowling Green kind of slips through the cracks and and becomes that that new favorite in in the East. So yeah. that's the team I'm going to go with out of the East, um, and, and as a dark horse. They're an yeah. interesting team to me for sure. I, w- I was just going to comment on that. Like they have a couple of running backs that you could trust in into Ron Keith and then also Jason Patterson, who was their leading rusher last year. They played great defense though last year. I, I think they're going to have to level up significantly on offense for them to when actually I, contend. When I look at their defense, like so in thank you, Athlon, for the for the magazine that has helped me out a lot and it all of my previews and everything like that. But when I look through this defense, while there's not a lot of returning starters, there's 
six out of 11. The rest of them are all upperclassmen, juniors and seniors. It's not like they haven't been around college football. So yeah. at least been around the if there's one spot to be falling short, and, and same for – really same for the offense. Like the ones that are, are coming in, there's only one underclassman. It's uh, Alex Padgett, who's a sophomore guard. So, I mean, they're overall a very experienced team. Like it, it's – you know, you may sprinkle a little on the on the line there, but that's if you want to. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> like a, a guy I love on this on this uh, roster is a guy by the name of Demetrius Hardman. He's a he's a guy who actually I'm I don't know why I would break that out, but I, I wrote him down when I was talking. When I was looking at them as potential like breakout players, and I sprinkled in some defense players, he was a name I watched for. He had moments last year, uh, didn't necessarily get a lot of run, but guess what? This this linebacker position, that that star um, linebacker spot, all his for the taking. Now that JB Brown is out of the program, I was looking on the other side, Brock Horn at, at linebacker. I, but I mean, I agree. I think I think either. He's I just think this team. I think this team fills like what they lost. They fill with so much experience. It's really hard to not yeah. look at that and be like, "Damn, that's actually a really, yeah, a really solid roster." Yeah, Cam, yeah, I'll let and, you. Uh... And for me, uh, my kind of sleeper pick is NIU. They return. Uh, no, I know, no, it's his. No, 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 come on, that's that's no. his opinion at least. Audio yeah. listeners didn't see it, so thanks. Yeah, I know you're shaking your head there, Colin, but. Hear me out. They returned 77% of their overall production from last year, 75% of their offense, and 79% of their defense. I and will say, Thomas if we're talking about a team that you can't pronounce a name on the roster, they might be up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that roster is... nine last year, dude. Like, just no, I know they that they back went three and nine. Hear what, no, hear what I said. Did you not hear? I, I can't pronounce any of their names. <laughs> I, I'm reading them. I can't. This is yeah. Like I know that they went three and nine last year, but they were a very young team last year. They got hit hard the year beforehand by the portal. They got hit hard by the injury bug and a few yeah, other. Yeah, I was gonna things. say they had a lot of injuries last year yeah. too. And so as long as they stay healthy, like I don't see why Northern Illinois can't compete. Okay, they've got they may I. <laughs> Yeah. I've got them in a. May I interject with something here? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna play a game in the middle of this. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hang on, let me, if it's pronunciations, we all know I lose. Well, yeah, you're no part of this. Um, so what I'm only assuming is Casper Rukevich, uh, case K A C P E R R U T K I E W I C Z. Um, we then have a Logan Schernitz, I think, is how you say that. With that last name is spelled Z S C H E R N I T Z. Um, you go down to the defensive side of the ball, and you've got—I don't even know—I'm not even going to try. Um, <laughs> Nate, with the last name spelled V A L C A R C E L. Valcarcel. Valcarcel. Well, oh, thanks. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, look at that. Um, no, look anyways. At that. Um, and Gabriel Amagatcher. What the hell? 
A M E G A T C H. Hey, look. I'll tell you right now, you can play Scrabble with some of these names. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you can. That's that's why I think Scrabble doesn't allow for comment or for la for names for uh, a reason. Well, you can play Scrabble names. That's all. <laughs> that's. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but I read that and I was like, <laughs> some of these are something else. Um, oh my god! All right, what else can we do here? What else? What other game can we play with this thing? I don't want to go. I don't want to go too like typical on the previews. I mean, especially with the the G fives because it's no offense, but I know not a lot of people care. So it's we're trying to find things that people do care about with some of these. Um, yeah. Give, give us a reason, Tyler, why don't you give us a reason why we should care? That could be a game. Tuesday you know, night. A reason think? why you should? Well, I mean, look, not everybody's got things to do on Tuesday nights. And when you don't and you and you just want something to kick back and go to sleep to. Um, <laughs> after, the playoff, after the playoff show, you know, pisses you off or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you when when your team gets hosed on the rankings and ends up being number five, and then you're like, man, I need to blow off some steam. Let me watch some bad football. Um, or or seventh that undefeated bad. behind. It's a not bad. I'm kidding. Games. Look, it's just I, I'm it's making jokes, fun. but in all seriousness, like, it's empty football. Maction is fun, especially yeah. like I I kind of miss it being on the CW. I'm not gonna lie, I I miss those days um, when you could turn on on a. Friday that was presented by the Arrowverse rather than rather yeah. than future Pac-12 football. Well, I I think it's I, I do think it's fun to watch, especially when you're watching the teams at the top and and what could be a really good conference battle, especially mm -hmm. in the East. I, I think yeah. that will make it worth tuning into, especially if you're a true diehard. The, the casuals of the sport won't enjoy it for what it is, and that's that's okay. That's fair. Everybody's got their own version of fun. But when you look at what Miami, Ohio and Ohio can be doing in the East battling to get to Detroit, that's, that's going to be a fun battle to the very end, barring injuries or anything that hinders that. And if you look at the West, I think it'll be fun to see if anybody hangs around with Toledo, I, because I think that's the team that is the clear favorite out of the West. But you talked about Eastern Michigan. Cam talked about NIU. I mean, NIU. you know, Sorry. Central Michigan has I, I, some potential, but I don't know that they're a, a team that I would put in that list. I, th it's They'll worth at doing. Least it's at least out. it's worth giving a chance, and and specifically for the first reason, just the potential battle for the East. I mean, look at Week Eleven Tuesday. You've got Ohio and Buffalo, and what could be a big East showdown. And then on Wednesday night, you've got in the West, you've got Toledo hosting Eastern Michigan, which could determine the Eastern Division. So West. The West. I, I said it right, and I mm, – all right, all right. You know what I mean. Chill out. <laughs> could, could be the, could determine the West. So, okay. I mean, that well, that's in of itself right there is, is a reason to watch those games. I can go through the well, rest of the schedule. I, I mean, bottom line is, is this to me uh, when it comes to watching the Mac. A lot of people just, just don't love it. Here's the thing. You watch some action football, you really don't know what's going to happen because a lot of these environments, right, they're not like super hostile environments unless the team is getting hype. That's number one. And it's a week, like a random weeknight, especially in November. But especially two, with snow games, man. I mean, haven't yeah, you yeah, ever yeah. loved the, like, yeah. the Wednesday we, night snow game, whatever? 
Yeah. Number has two, like a 42-35 final score. The number two thing that I'm going to bring up here, outside of NIU going to Buffalo, none of these road trips are super-duper far, right? Mm-hmm. These are like one day or one kind of night trips yeah. for a lot of these games, especially the in-division games. Yeah. You know, so if you get the Kent State Golden Flashies heading on the road to Akron, anything can happen there. And I brought them up not because they're relevant, but rather that Toledo going Tuesday. to Bowling Green. How about that for this year? Or Bowling yeah. Green going I mean, to Toledo? Well, you think about Ohio, Ohio going over to Oxford. I mean, you just take 35 over to Oxford, and, and there you are. I mean, yeah. there's just – there's. If you miss regional college football, this is the conference to watch. Yeah, that this I will, conference I will hasn't changed in years. It hasn't changed. It hasn't yeah, changed since UMass. Yeah. Since UMass was like, "Hey, we'll join." Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like <laughs> for for the you, one you, college football. From then, game, you'd have to go back gone. to when Marshall left to the conference yeah. USA. I mean, that would be the last time it really Marshall changed. UCF. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. we see and the bash is a hundred percent spot on. Like you see this conference beat up on itself a lot and. That also makes it a lot of fun. You see that yeah. chaos that is possible mm-hmm. within the realm of college football on an annual basis within the MAC. Quite wasn't frankly, there, wasn't there eight teams that finished with five or more wins last year in the MAC? Like, um, there's oh always a bunch of teams that are hanging around sniffing for for eligibility for bowl games, and and that's part of if you love seeing like teams that are going to play on a random Tuesday in December. You got to start watching. You know, there were nine teams with five or more wins last year. That's crazy. I thought it was eight or nine. Um, All right. I feel stupid. By the way, can I correct myself with something? Yeah. I feel stupid because I said that Toledo kind of was the best team last year and choked it. Uh, They won the conference, and yes, I I kind of forgot about about? that. Ohio had the better record going into Detroit, but then they choked it. No, I remember thinking that Ohio was going to win the game because I thought they were a slightly better team last year. But regardless, I bring Toledo up to say, think about the MAC champions of last year, right? They went what five and three in conference play, maybe um, it was six and two or five and three. They Toledo? lost at home to Bowling Green in yeah. in mid November. Yeah. At home against a team in Bowling Green that went six and six. Bowling Green yeah. doesn't get to a bowl game without that Who win. Was that? Yeah, Toledo, right? Toledo. Oh, Toledo did. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And it was an epic game. It was a heck of a game. Wasn't that um, the like the touchdown with like nine seconds left or something yeah, in the snow? Yeah, yeah was, I remember. It was that. 35 to 35. And I believe it was uh who was it? Was it the was it a run? Wasn't it a run or no? No, it was a pass. I remember it was a pass like over the middle and he weaved his way through a couple defenders to get in the end zone. That's right. Yeah. Because I remember the, after the catch, I can't remember who caught that touchdown. I can't remember. Uh, But regardless. Yeah. So that's, that's why I was thinking it was a run because it was like weaving through the defense, but yeah, like Epic game. Right. And it happened on a Tuesday night last bowl on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And then you went the very next week and saw them. Fall the, the next Saturday to Western Michigan on the road. I mean, it was yeah, it was close. They, had, they um, had like two losses the last two weeks that they could have avoided, yeah. and they wouldn't have been seven and five going into uh, Detroit, and they might not have been considered as big of underdogs if they had won those two games. 
Since um, probably four, when they moved to Ford Field as well, I was curious, so I looked it up. We've only seen repeat winners in the conference championship game twice. Central Just Michigan did it. Yeah, Central Michigan did it in 06 and 07, and NIU did it in 11 and 12. So if we if we get a repeat matchup, I, I feel like you gotta like Toledo's odds again because I, I think if I remember right, Ohio has never won a game whether it's they've the, never won a Mac game at Fort Field, yeah, Mac Championship mm-hmm. or otherwise, they've never won at Fort Field. There's a first Just time a for everything though. Uh, that's why I said and that didn't go well. So. <laughs> um. Anyways, we'll play a couple, one or two. Um. Most likely team to get to a New Year's Six game. Toledo. I mean, what, I don't want to have actually, the same answer I mean, for everything. I I disagree though. I don't no. know that. It, it could. I think Ohio. I think Ohio's get, probably got you know as good of a chance too. I think they can stay healthy. I would go Miami. Miami winning against Miami in Week One. Yeah. And then and then and then they would have to run the table, which I mean is what Western Michigan mm-hmm. had to do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, hypothetical, weird hypothetical question. If anybody you said goes the what to if Wednesday six, was going until this season, I could see. I didn't say I'm what. Just, if. I know, I'm messing. I'm messing. I would say I would say Miami schedule lends it, but if not them, maybe Ohio because they have a, yeah. at least like that one other tough G5 game with San Diego State. I think uh, Ohio has a a, a P5 opponent too. Or no, they, they have Iowa Florida State at Miami. home. They have Iowa yeah, State at home. That's right. Yeah. They've, they've but got, it. That being a home game, I don't know if that does anything. So, yeah, they go to Miami San Diego State to, and they play Miami, Florida Atlantic. Miami, Ohio goes to Miami, Florida, and to Cincinnati. Whereas yeah. Ohio just goes to San Diego State and at home against Iowa State. Yeah, the ultimate thing is you would need to win a Power Five game, I think, to even yeah. be considered, especially from the MAC. Toledo's got Illinois on the road in Week One. Yeah. Yeah, I I was gonna say Toledo if they beat Illinois, since Illinois lost a fair amount from last year. Um, they if they run the table, they possibly could. Um, I'm just being realistic with the my, teams. They could actually Ohio, beat somebody. Like I could say Ball State. Like yeah. Ball State beats Georgia and Kentucky. And it doesn't matter what they do. They're getting a <laughs> Bowling Green beats Michigan. Yeah, that's just not happening. Playoff bound. Yeah, I mean, if let's say Minnesota wins the Big Ten West and Eastern Michigan runs the table, because I think Eastern Michigan is going to be top five in this conference. If Eastern Michigan somehow just pounds the rock to twelve and zero, wins the conference, they beat Minnesota, who goes a nine and three and punches a ticket with a seven two record in the Big Ten West. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's probably the most likely scenario that would. I definitely don't think that's going to happen. But that's yeah. probably the most likely scenario that probably leads you to that point is the Eastern Michigan uh, Eagles up in Ypsilanti. Yeah. That's so fun to say. Ypsilanti. Right. Ypsilanti. I will I will leave this with two – well, with one question, but it's a two-part question. Best conference matchup and best non-conference matchup. We'll start with non-conference, and I'm going to say only because – Loser has to change their name. <laughs> Miami, Florida, and Miami, Ohio. And oh, Miami, Ohio might have a shot in that game. I do. They'll I hang around. 
probably. I feel like a lot of people might say Ohio and San Diego State, so that's just kind of why. No, I I'm not going no, to. No, I think my I, I don't I don't like San Diego State's. But like I mean, I get that they're at home, but I feel like Ohio could win that game, even on the road. Uh, San Diego State's odds are better against Ohio than they are being back in the Mountain West in twenty four. So. <laughs> So. But yeah, I, I like the Miami, the battle for Miami, essentially. Uh, I'm I'm torn between two games. Uh, so I'll mention one of them if Cam doesn't mention it, because Cam, you didn't answer, correct? I haven't answered yet. You go ahead. So the out-of-conference game I'm most excited for solely because I feel like this could be an epic matchup, Illinois versus Toledo. Uh, I think the Illini will win that game, but I think it's going to be close. I think you're going to see some plays from this offense for Toledo, especially with having to replace some things on the defense. But I do like Illinois' defense. I like the the system that they have in place. I think this is going to be a great game, though. This is definitely one to put on upset watch in week one. Now you're giving me a reason to watch that game. <laughs> Well, there's so many other some... games going on that we want to watch. I think I know what the one is that you weren't going to say, or that you had that you're going to say. If I bet say you, it. I bet you, you don't. But I want to hear it. I'll guess after Cam goes. Hear me out. Michigan State, Central Michigan. I think Central Michigan might be able to pull off the upset. Okay, well, that's the one I was going to say, so if that's not it. They they return a lot of the defensive production from last year. That's 80%. I want to say that's top Top five. Top 10 in the country. Eight. Yeah, top 10. Okay. Yeah. Like, they returned most of their defensive production, and Jim McElwain has done a very good job there. And you know which team lost a quarterback and a lot of offensive talent from a year ago, which they had a subpar year when they had some big expectations? Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State. I think Michigan State has more of a chance of losing to Richmond, though, just because I feel like they're going to sleep on. You laugh, but Richmond Richmond was hot at the end of last year, and they returned a lot. Yeah. So the one one game I was thinking about, Tyler, do you have a guess or no? That was my guess with Central Michigan. Michigan Bowling State. Green at Liberty is interesting. That could be That's intriguing, very, pretty yeah. interesting. Very yeah. intriguing. And then you go to Toledo against San Jose State too. San Jose State's pretty solid. I mean, there's yeah. there can be a, a lot of decent matchups out of conference that would be mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, we should you, revisit you know, this at the end yeah. of the season and see what actually was the best uh, non-conference game from this conference. Yeah. All right, right. best conference game, I'm going to say Ohio and Miami, Ohio. Not to put Miami, Ohio in two in a row, but I I just – I think this game really does determine the East, and if that's the case, then it's it's very hard to say this could could end up being – hard not to say that this could end up being the best game in the conference. Yeah, not only that, isn't it a huge rivalry for the Bell or, or something? I, I, I don't know what the trophy is. That. Bell, but not. it's it's always or it's no, always victory. Bell is Cincinnati. That's right. Oh. That's right. I I know there's a big rivalry between Miami of Ohio and Ohio, though. I just couldn't remember what the what they play for. I am. Um, it's. I I always feel like this is a must watch game. Battle of the bricks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
I, I do feel like it's it's always one of those that you you have to watch, especially because I, I think it's a, a weeknight game. I might be wrong on that, Cam. Uh, uh, double check on what day of the week that is. But when like like Tyler said, if this is going to determine who comes out of the East to go to Detroit, then you know it's it's got to be one of those if you're a football junkie like the four of us are that we keep our eyes on. All right, is it my turn now? Yep. Yeah. Toledo at Eastern Michigan for sure. And I thought about that one as well. Here's the thing. Let's put this into context. Both of these teams were at the top of the conference last year. After the Eastern Michigan Eagles lost this game last year, they rallied off five straight victories, including a bowl victory. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they beat San Diego State, didn't they? Was it San Diego State? No. No. San it was San State Jose won. State. It was San yeah. Jose State. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah. San Diego State won their bowl game on in it Hawaii. Was San I think, Jose State. That's right. Crappy. It was the Idaho. Bowl. I know that because they was, bit yeah. me in my lock. I thought that week. <laughs> that, that's right. It was. Yeah. Eastern Michigan closed Smart. off the year really hot, and now I'm kind of talking myself into changing this game, and now I'm talking myself into. Eastern Michigan lost this game last year where they were up entering the fourth quarter by a touchdown, got held scoreless against the backup quarterback, Tucker Gleason. And Tucker Gleason scored the final, was responsible for the final 10 points of that game for Toledo to knock off Eastern Michigan and give them the difference in the Mac West. And that gave Eastern Michigan a chance to run the table down the stretch. They got really hot. And now I'm really liking this Eastern Michigan team. I am somewhat hedging right now. I'm not going to. Toledo's still my favorite in the con- conference, but now I'm like loving Eastern Michigan. Momentum from last year doesn't carry over into this year, Colin. Okay, first off, that's a lie. Just ask everybody talking about Florida State right now if that's a lie or not. I don't okay? think it's their momentum, it's their production. What they bring back from last year is one of the biggest reasons. Can you look up right now what Eastern Michigan brings back? Because I don't – the returning production stat is the most overrated stat in football this this offseason. They they bring back 63% of their production. That ranks 75. That's not bad. They're behind Akron, Colin. 47% 47% of their offense is 114th in the country. The defense, I don't think that's I bad. You look, because it's 79%. The only, the only time I, I really, they bring back really their look best in, player on offense. The only time I really, really look into returning production is early season, big time matchups, and especially um, and only percentage. I don't look at, I don't really look at starters. I look at mm-hmm. the percentage that comes back. Yeah. And again, I really only look at it like first couple of weeks. And then once I see what the new players that fill in do, and I also yeah. look at the class that they are, like if they're underclassmen, I might take that a little bit differently than I do with more experienced college yeah. players, but that, that's about it. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it's, it's a stat that people overuse, but I don't know. I think they yeah. just use it incorrectly in, in their prediction mm-hmm. rather than yeah. in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, I, I agree with that. My mute went through, right? Yeah, it did. I, yeah, I saw you yell, I, but I didn't hear it. So. I, yell. <laughs> I could have imitated. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I mean, look, I like what this what this Eastern Michigan team does with Chris Creighton at the helm. And, you know, they, they will run the ball they're a ton with Stinson Evans. Yeah. yeah, they're really, and they're somewhat experienced, you know. It's yeah. not like they have nothing coming. They, oh, they return 41. They return, okay, 
their best player from offense last year. The entire offense from last year ran through Samson Evans. And then you had that second player in Jalen Jackson, right, who was a good compliment to him. They're going to run the crap out of the ball, and that's a contrast style that they could definitely beat Toledo with. Yeah. Did I say I didn't think that they were going to be a good team? No, I've got them tied for second in the East. West. 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 I know what their name is, dude, but come on. (laughs) I know it. It, you got I'm okay. So here's the way I do it. The, the East is is Ohio plus Buffalo. Mm-hmm. The West is Michigan. The West is everybody and, else. Yeah. But I'm not going to change my pick because I remember a certain team last year that I was like, this team's going to be really, really good, and all of you guys are like, I don't know about that, and they were horrible. You know who that was? I think we do. I think we've got it? a clip of it somewhere. And, it was Oklahoma, though. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking G5. Oh. I, I, I yeah. Char- I was think it, it was Charlotte. No, that was me. No, that, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was me. That was went. it you on Coastal? Coastal? No. Coastal? I don't know. I don't know. We can it's figure different. that out at a different time. But. Yeah. All right. Like I, so, yeah. Okay. Cam. My. Oh, it's tough to say in the Mac because there's so many good games. And it, it's always a fun conference to see in conference games, but I'm going to go with the deciding game for the Mac Michigan trophy. I'm going to go with central Michigan versus Eastern Michigan. Like that, that's always a fun little battle there between those three teams. Unfortunately, Western Michigan is irrelevant this year. Yeah. So, so, because I spoke it out loud, watch this, I'll be wrong. Um, but anyways, um, that, that's just a fun little battle there. And Central Michigan and Eastern Michigan have always played very competitive games there, um, regardless who's at home, who's on the road. Like it, That's a game it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Now I we talked swear. about – Sorry. We talked about favorites. Who are your actual picks? Cam. I'm doubling down and saying Ohio. DJ. Toledo takes down Miami of Ohio. Colin. You know what? Just because this is the Mac and it's different. East and you said consecutive champions never happen in this conference. Eastern Michigan takes down Toledo off the bye in the glass bowl, gets their revenge, punches their ticket to the MAC championship, and wins it over Ohio in a close one, though. Well, you changed, so I, I guess that means I don't necessarily have to if I don't want to. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick to Ohio. I, I, I have a lot of hope. It, it, I'm going out of the East, though. I think it's going to be Miami or Ohio, but I'm going to take Ohio. I do still think Toledo's the favorites, but I'm going to go with the underdog here. Yeah, I'm going fair. to go with that story. That's fine. And that'll make our graphic all the more better because we'll all have a different team that we're taking as the uh, – No, yeah. super camp I have. Right, yeah, that's right. That's okay. That, that can happen. I mean – 
I didn't want it to be the same as the first thing, and maybe I should do that differently next time in order, but it happens. I was learning. I was trying something new. I hope that hope it was good uh, for those watching. We, we never had a, a real good way to go about the group of five conferences, only because, like, for Colin and I, at this point in the year, we are usually doing our full-on team previews, and we don't really have the time to go over a full conference for one episode and then never really talk about it again. So I figured maybe the G5s we can do this way, and then maybe maybe we'll do the same with the P5s and add a couple different little segments in there. So, yeah, I don't know. Let us know what you thought down below. If this worked for you guys, if it didn't, let us know what maybe we could do better. Uh, I think a flow would be different, but now that I have at least the baseline, it should flow a lot smoother. I think it was fine anyways. I think it went well. Yeah. So and comment how we're wrong with the Mac prediction. Yeah. Who's your yeah. pick? Who's your pick in the Mac? I mean, let us let us know down below and we'll make sure to well, I mean, I don't know that we'll have too much to discuss about them on Sunday, but maybe we will. You never know. So with that said, check out our other shows. Uh the Lowdown College Basketball is not happening tonight. That's been pushed to Friday. Tomorrow will be the Lowdown NBA edition with mm -hmm. PJ, of course, and Drew. And well, then yes. on, on Sunday, we will return with CFB. It will be the Conference USA on Sunday. And then Monday, Breakfast Ball finally gets its start, but at night. So with all that said, that's kind of your next week, and then we return on Wednesday once again. So with all that said, we will see you Sunday, but don't forget to tune in tomorrow to the Lowdown NBA. Shop in the link below.